Hip hop array, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. A classic clock performance by Liverpool and the classic Mourinho win for Spurs. It's Monday, 23rd of November. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Pete Bearer. And I'm Peter <laughs> Underwriter. <laughs> What happened there then? Well, I mean, we'll have to talk about that for a start. Pete Bearer is in Paul Bearer. Is that I what you're think going that's for? what I was going for, Vish, yeah. On the day The Undertaker retired yeah. from professional wrestling to spend more time with his family, probably. Yeah, probably more time wearing problematic T-shirts as well. <laughs> oh, no, he's not one of... He's not gone bad, has he? He's about as Republican as a wrestler is. Well, I mean, you can vote Republican and still not be a naughty little sausage. Yeah, no, he's one of the naughty ones. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, well, anyway... If, like... you, if someone if someone lives in the unde- with the undead for so long, they're going to pick up some bad habits, aren't they? <laughs> I was say, it doesn't matter what I say because everyone's dead. No, Paul. That's not how it works. Um, Peter. Hello. Big news. Paul. Uh, <laughs> My Marcus. <laughs> he didn't he? That's what he said. Um, what were you saying about... You, you've, you've bought some accessories for your scooter, is that right? Uh, I bought some accessories for my scooter? Yeah, like a number plate and stuff. Oh, uh, no, I saw a number plate for sale in Watford. <laughs> It said like fuck number 10 And I was like That very much fits my brand It does It will upset and enchant My fan base Your fan (laughs) My fan base Who are these people? Three people Uh huh My parents Three people Yeah My parents Yeah Okay (laughs) There we are No further questions Paul Bear is not one of your parents. No, okay? no, not, no. Uh, but it is believable, mm. uh, of course. Fish, how are you? Very I'm very well. well. You still going on about Paul Bear? <laughs> <laughs> Worth reading up on how old his wife was. Um, good. Continue. Fish. Really young or really old? Really young. I think very much not a grave robber. <laughs> More a cradle snatcher. Was was he? Paul a, was he? Was, <laughs> Was she was she young enough to be on Liverpool's bench? <laughs> yes, football. We're talking about football. <laughs> Paul Bearer, young carer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the last he come on. He brought out of it. Yes, that's his doing. That. You see that he's trying to start a movement, and it'll soon be a revolution. And it is, <laughs> and it is one we don't want. Okay. <laughs> Crying out loud, um, Liverpool, very impressive, Vish. Yeah, yeah. Should I mean, we start with that? We should. Um, we'd be right to because I think we all went into this weekend thinking, ooh, Leicester could oh, do something here. Yeah. Liverpool have no Liverpool have no one at the back. <laughs> I forgot they could play other people in defence. Yeah. I thought, no, you're not allowed to, like a bit like your FPL side. You can't put them there. Yeah. They don't go there. Yeah. I, people say, are they on the It's a minor setback. It's <laughs> being convincingly, convincingly beaten by the champions, who are obviously the best <laughs> team in the league still. It was a reminder, wasn't it, Petey, that all this chat of, oh, couldn't and Leicester win about Spurs and Cora, right? Yeah, Let's I'd put a blooming marker down. Well, like for for, for Brendan Rodgers is obviously a very he's a very focused manager when it comes to um, playing uh, the, the the team on the field, and which you should be as a manager play, play the field on the team, play the team on the field. Indeed, yes. uh, Leicester. I don't know why they didn't focus on the left because obviously uh, Liverpool were in bits down that side, and I don't know why they didn't do that. And 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 obviously uh, Milner was out there just yeah, doing but they what did. he does no, best. They, apparently they did target did they Milner. Know? That's what the chat was. They, they didn't look like they were. They. Just 
seemed fine it's on that side. It's because James Milner <laughs> is a good. very robust, right. competent, industrious, also creative player. <laughs> At 34, I think he's 34, he still ticks all those boxes, Vish. I mean, it was... I think there was a moment where he was, he was playing left-back, then he was moved into midfield, and he was showing, again, that sort of functionality. But... You can't just say that, but he plays a lovely through ball. There is that creative spark to his game as well, or touch. I can I can hear the cogs turning in your head, yes. and you're thinking ahead to next summer, aren't you? <laughs> I am now. <laughs> yeah, he oh. is. His um, he, yeah, he, 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 we could do with him. Yeah, we could. Yeah, just we are running that. low on right backs. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a, a pretty stellar performance from all of them, and from Milner in particular. You you look at him and you think that. You know, they always talk about players like Gary Neville or Robbie Savage as players that, you know, opposition team or rather opposition supporters hate, but your own team love. Mm. Milner somehow brings those two worlds together, doesn't he? Because <laughs> yeah. you, 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 it's hard not to have respect for mm. not just his longevity, but the way he's playing in that team, mm. utterly deserving of his place. And the fact that, you know, when um, there was an injury to Cater and they brought Neko Williams on yeah. to play on the right play it right back and move Milner in yeah, the midfield yeah. usually people move the other way that's right it's um yeah he was pretty incredible and, and, and a fantastic performance from Liverpool as a whole yeah oh my goodness yeah the 64th unbeaten game at home for Liverpool I mean, it's sort of Jose Mourinho-esque, isn't it? <laughs> remember, when, remember when he had that ridiculous home record, Mourinho? I don't know why I mentioned Mourinho at Liverpool. Sorry, Liverpool fans. But, it, you know, it's, it's, it's hugely impressive. I mean, it is, uh, it, it's a record. The previous record ended by Leicester themselves in 1981, apparently, Peter. Not this time, though. Yeah. Well, I, I think they are, they have uh, lost quite a few players and, and, and Klopp, obviously, mm-hmm. very angry at uh, Sky Sports at the yeah. end of the match. I don't think Sky actually broadcast the uh, the criticism Klopp had for, for their own uh, organ, so to speak. But, you know, Fabinho back in the side is, is, is really good. I, my prediction is that Van Dijk will return at the side and have some really high-profile mistakes. Do you think? I think he will. I just, it'll just be that kind... It's this kind of season where Van Dijk will return at the side and he'll just fuck it up. <laughs> There and then are. he will be lambasted. So going, we didn't need you, Van Dyke. We didn't need you. We've been all right without you. Peter, after last week's performance, <laughs> how are relations between you and Liverpool fans? I'm saying nothing, Marcus, yeah, okay. because it is not worth my Twitter mentions, quite frankly. <laughs> but good to see you doubling down. Yeah. <laughs> the Donaldson doubling down, everybody. Um, Van Dyke, I, rubbish. I think it would be... <laughs> I think it'd be more likely, Vish, that he would come back and have a sort of a, a Vincent Company kind of effect. Remember that goal against Leicester, of course, when they won one nil mm. when they were on the way to tie. I could see that sort of thing happening right. with Van Dyke. Well, if he comes, a- back with a, <laughs> comes back with a bionic leg, yeah, and he just he can just like kick people out of out of Anfield <laughs> every time. <laughs> every time he kicks the ball, it's like that's a Dan volley in the Champions League final. Yes, every single time. Yes, every clearance yeah. is like that into the top corner. <laughs> One of the the, uh, the the things that I suppose will most hearten Liverpool fans from the weekend was that we always see this with big teams where they, especially when they have success over a two year period, and we mm. can throw in the. Champions League winning season from the season before that as mm. the way that Liverpool were building up to the title last year is what happens is every, because it happens for that period of time everyone in the club gets on the same page yep. so, so while it will take certain players brought in a lot longer than others you know not everyone has hit the ground running the way that Diego Jota has for example Gosh, he's been in phenomenal. terms of signings 
But then also, like, you see how their youth team seems to be. And the fact that it yeah. seems to work from the top down, yeah. where... It's hugely impressive. The system that they play, you know, with the under-19s or whatever, is so applicable mm-hmm. to the first team that they can just drop players in. And the fact that someone like Curtis Jones can mm-hmm. play in that midfield mm-hmm. against that Leicester side and look totally at ease. Like, how is that yeah. allowed to happen? <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it is magnificent. It reminds me a bit of when uh, Guardiola was at Barcelona and, and it was all throughout the, the youth side. You know, the, the, the right-back who was playing for the, you know, the under-16s would be taught how sort of Danny Alves were doing it, which I think is a bit unfair. It's kind of like, you know, you know there's a lot of there's a, lot, a lot to take in for a young man, but you, you get the picture, you know, so they would that idea of all sort of shuffling up one if somebody was to move on and so mm. on. It, it is remarkable and it, and it shows you that they are still the team to beat. I mean, you know, I, Leicester have been bloody good this season and this doesn't take away the fact that they've been good this season, Peter, but, you know, you've got Vardy on the break, yeah. uh, you know, who's always a danger. As and, soon as and, Leicester went behind, I just thought that they're not going to get back in. No, exactly. They just, they just look at I mean, Liverpool. You're absolutely right. I mean, there was that Barnes chance sort of fairly early mm. on where he was, he was a bit unlucky. But I mean, really straight from the off, Liverpool would just looked dominant. And and maybe they, I don't know if they needed a performance like this. I mean, it's always a welcome thing, of course. But it does feel like all these other talk of other sides, you know, to, to be that dominant against one of the teams, well, who were top of the league? Um, it's you know who who have been top of the league, of course. It's, it's hugely impressive, Peter. Mm. And you it think? Is. Do you think Liverpool? You know, they, they, are they are they on for another win? Do you think another title win, Peter? Another title win? Yes. Well, the back only back teams who seem to be interested in. Uh... Matching them is dear old Spurs, so yeah, we'll see, won't yeah, we? Yeah, we certainly will. Um, but I mean, Leicester, you know, it's not terrible. Vish, of course, as I say, they've had a good season, but you know, they'll be. Do you think they'll be disappointed that they never imposed themselves really on the game? I mean, I know Liverpool didn't let them, but old brother Brendy will be. You know, he would have wanted a bit more, perhaps, going to Anfield. Yeah, I think so. But then, <clears throat> did that not feel like Leicester hitting their head on that ceiling? Maybe. I wonder if if this is just the way it's going to be, and if they're going to be okay with that. That mm. feels a bit. I don't know. That that sounds quite patronising, but I mean it in a sense that to get to that next level, they know they've got to spend a bit of money, mm. and I, and you know they have bought players in and they've recruited really well. But sometimes you just you do actually need to go and spend that extra mm-hmm. twenty million to get a proper world beater in. Yeah, you know someone like Chen Kunda, for example. Mm-hmm. Very, very good player. Um, has someone who's done well mm-hmm. in the flashes that we've seen of him. Certainly came on and changed the game at Arsenal when they won at the Emirates Stadium. But should they be really, you know, get if, if to get to that next level per se? They don't really need to be looking at cast-offs from Roma, do they? Mm. They probably want to go in and grab someone off a team. Yeah, and they're not quite in the space to do that. And I think they're probably okay with it. But then at the same time, maybe they're satiated by that win, you know, in mm. uh, you know five or so years ago now and. This is just the way they're happy to be, being a Champions League club. And mm. probably once they establish themselves as a top four, top five club yeah. over a few seasons, mm. maybe then they can think, right, well, we've got the base around us to do well, it. Well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, if, if, if you offered Leicester City fans fourth this season, they'd probably take it. Yeah, but then you see Evans doing what he does <laughs> in this match and he's like, oh, yeah, possibly could have played a bit better. He's not had a great time of it of late for Northern Ireland and Leicester. A bit of a shame, really, for Evans. But he's been such a stalwart for that side, you know, mm. so you can't uh, have a... But you, yes, that, don't, don't do that. You don't, you yeah, don't, you're don't, away to don't do all that. It, all it takes is con- a bit of concentration. He could have conceded two on goal, bless him. Yeah, well, luckily uh, never. Luckily, luckily never. never. Um, but yes, Liverpool, uh, they're back, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. <laughs> annoying, that, isn't it? It is annoying. Um, Another side from Liverpool um, scored three goals on the weekend as well. It was Everton, of course. Mm. Name me another side from Liverpool. Um, uh, they they beat full. I mean, I tell you what, 
All joking aside, to go to Craven Cottage and score three goals, <laughs> you've got to be on it, haven't you? You've, 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 you've got to be on it. Um, uh, 40 seconds. Um, I thought to myself, I thought to myself, ah, look at this. Not only a Fulham not on pay-per-view, they're on the bloody BBC. And then as soon as the game started, I thought, put us back on pay-per-view. <laughs> on, the, on the Queen's channel, disgracing the nation. Ah, dearie me. At least, well... But that little girl with a dollop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, by the put them both in defence. Yeah. Oh no! Eleven clowns me. to choose from. Hey. Yeah. Oh dearie me! Yeah, what a what a, what a bad start it was. Um, what? I mean, it was an entertaining game, Pete. It was I an entertaining you game. You look at that squad and, you, and they've clearly got goals in them. They just cannot defend for shite. It, it really... <laughs> it, if there's ever a candidate for a team mm. uh, that, that just needs a defensively-minded coach, it's 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 them. Yeah. And, and, and I think Parker is a is a dead man walking the way the way they're playing. But they've got the squad. They've got well, the squad to get them out of that. I, they I, just need a, a well-marshaled defence, which they don't have at the moment. I think you're right. I think Fulham, they, you know... They... Also, they could do with scoring more than half of the penalties. <laughs> that would help, wouldn't it? Uh, like, Take you know, it from a Manchester United fan. Scoring penalties helps. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to do that jump penalty that Bruno Fernandes yeah. does. Yeah. You know, Ian Wright was calling for that to be banned. He said it was unfair on the goalkeepers. That's quite an interesting um, mm. debate to be had, though, with the amount of goalkeepers who are being punished for just moving off their line and wondering yeah. if that's part of it. Mm. I think it's fine because provided there's always, or there's rather, there's continuous forward momentum, mm. then surely you're mitigating for any kind of stopping. Yeah. But yeah, I wonder if they should more maybe keep an eye on that as well, if they're going to keep an eye on the line. Yeah, very true. I mean, when Ivan uh, Cavaliero steps up to take the penalty, everyone's thinking, oh, OK, they've not, Mitrovic was on the pitch at that point. I think mm. he's not, taking it understandably um, obviously Lookman is nowhere near that penalty and so you're thinking okay well, uh, it's already a thing at Fulham and <laughs> yeah. now it's an enormous th- I mean this is like you're going to need that the penalty the, the, the who was it the sort of uh, mind coach that Gareth Southgate got in for the England <laughs> players you're going to need that for, and that's the last thing you bloody need I can't, re- I can't remember who tweeted it but they just say like this is not just this season's problem this, yeah. this has been happening for Fulham for such a long time they mm. score half of their penalties yeah it is a strange it's crazy a very strange situation I mean fortunately for well I say fortunately they still lost the game I mean they did score straight after so mm. you know I think if they'd have if the penalties missed and then maybe scored a little bit later but you know the Loftus-Cheek who made a difference when he came on oh, they look better after they made their changes but why isn't he starting with those players well That's Mitrovic it. I mean he's had a long international break he's obviously yeah. he missed the penalty against Scotland so maybe he's not on, on, on best form or whatever I mean it was interesting what Fulham were trying to do in the first half I could work out what the front line was mm. you know you had you had uh, Cavalier up there. You had Lookman and Kenny was sort of sorted in. They sort of defended as a front three at times. I thought, "Why is mm. Kenny?" There? So it was a little bit confusing. But I mean, it was Fulham's problems in defence were summed up really in that moment where, under not that much pressure, pressure, pressure sorry, Anderson just pressure. knocks it out for a corner. Mm-hmm. Do you remember yeah. that moment, yes. Fish? And you yeah. sort of think to yourself, "My goodness!" Like again, you know. I forget who it was on commentary. They were saying, "Look, admire them trying to sort of play." Or maybe it was Danny Murphy actually on, on you know, in, in the studio was saying, "Look, okay, if you're going to play it out from the back, okay, fine." And that's what they try and do. But at times you do have to just go right. We'll just have to play a little bit longer, or direct, because Everton are a better side, mm. and they're putting loads of pressure on it. I mean, do you see Fulham improving much at the back? I mean, they kind of have to, don't they? Well, they like, do. They, they can't, there's no. They can't go further down. Mm. <laughs> can't concede more goals, surely. Well, but the, I, the, well, the, the bottom four, I would say that Fulham got the squad. Like, the, uh, 
They have more goals in that side than one or two of the sides around them. Well, so th- this is the thing that we're seeing with specifically Premier League football at the moment. It seems to be so open anyway. Yeah. You kind of think, well, I mean, maybe you're just going to have to score more goals in them. <laughs> well, that's the maybe best. that is just now... Just concentrate the... on the thing you're good at. <laughs> yeah, really embrace that well, fundamental that it, side But of it. it is so violently open, you know, when you, when you, when you play against Fulham. But of course, Everton are a better side. So you go toe-to-toe with them, if, if you like, in that kind of sense. You're probably going to come off second best. I mean, there might have been a chance towards the end you know get it back 3-2 there's a bit of pressure but they never look like scoring that third goal No but what I would say with Fulham in particular I suppose it was always going to be a bit of an issue because Parker was talking about it since after the player final that he wanted to get more defenders in and mm. you know even the best managers in the world will find it hard to create um, you know a coherent defensive structure just like that with mm. only a few weeks notice let alone someone who's at the very start of his managerial career really mm. in Parker but you know, I, I did wonder looking at that. You know, Fulham are—they're not actually in the relegation zone. No, albeit because what Burnley have two games in hand. Yeah, they're playing yeah. tonight. Yeah. And they're playing tonight, Monday night. And really, they beat West Brom. If they beat the teams around them, because mm. there are quite a few teams who are really struggling this year, they'll probably be all right. And you know, what do you take away from that game against Everton? You take away from the fact that, as Pete said, they attacked them. They looked like they've got a squad who can score goals, who can play some really, really good, engaging football at times. Yeah. They cut through Everton quite a few, yeah. a few times. I know Everton aren't necessarily the best defensive side. We're still a good... I mean, they're probably... But they're, but they're a good side, yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, there is enough there. And I say that as someone who, th- who thought Fulham were going to be down and out by December. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're in November now, Peter, mm. and they're still out the rally zone at the time of recording. Can I uh, give props to uh, Vicious uh, Click there with his fingers? That was it a was, good one. It was so crisp. Yes. It's like eating an apple in a waterfall. It was just... <laughs> oh, eating an apple in a waterfall. Like, that, that, it, was, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well done, Vish. Well done, Thank Vish. you. Yeah, yeah. Vish great. Um, <laughs> Everton will be pleased with uh, Richarlison, Richarlison's uh, return mm. and also with the continuing good form of, of Dominic Calvert-Lewin, which is, uh, which is, which is uh, you know... 15 goals in 16 appearances for, for club and country. It is absolutely remarkable what he's been doing this season. I think even Ancelotti said, I'm, I'm sort of quite surprised he's been that good. <laughs> um, you, but you've got to hand it to him. Um, Peter, uh, speaking of uh, Everton strikers, did we enjoy Duncan Ferguson holding up the fourth official subs board, um, which apparently is a standard practice in COVID. Um, but it, he did look a bit sinister though, didn't he? It looked I, like he'd taken the bull by the horse himself and just went, oh, I'm putting him on. Yeah. And you, you've, you've used all your so You've had three. Give me that fucking board. <laughs> I didn't realise that that was standard practice, but yeah, I think it was it was the fact it was big dunk holding yeah, it up. Yeah. I, was, I was like, oh my, what has happened to, the fourth, happened to the fourth official? <laughs> Just the, st- the photo as well with Sigurdsson holding the back of his head. Yeah. Like, oh no. So like like Get on there now. Just lashed, lashed in the back of his head with it. <laughs> it was a welcome win for Everton though, as you mm. got to say. Because they've not been on a, on a great run uh, before the international break, of course. Um, but I mean, they would have expected something out of the game against Fulham, and they got it. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely right. Yeah, Fulham are rubbish. Uh, <laughs> but you're the only person who thinks that they might be all right this season. Well, Pete does as well. Yeah, do you? I think it's going to be all right. See, Andy, if they change I mean, I know. I mean, I I think they're going to get relegated. Oh, okay. But, uh, but <laughs> I think it less than I did at the start, where I I just cast oh, yeah. them off in time. No, there's definitely that. There's yeah. definitely that. I, I do agree. Whereas Andy Brassel said to me, he sat opposite me in this very studio and said, "I don't know anybody who thinks it's not a foregone conclusion that they're going to get relegated." Well, I I had West Brom and Fulham. Mm-hmm. 
I, I think I thought the start of the season <clears throat> they're going to go down. Yeah. I, I obviously still think that about You're still West quite Brom. sure. I still think that about Fulham, mm. but it's more in Fulham, Fulham's hands than I thought it would be. I still yeah. think in that part because Sheffield United have. Oh, we upset the Leeds fans at the start of the season. Oh dear. Oh dear oh, me. Oh no. Um, gentlemen, <laughs> talking of uh, officials, have you uh, seen that Mark Clattenburg's been? been talking he's recently. been talking he's been yeah. firing his mouth off has he he's from the north east hasn't he? he's been talking um, uh, he, uh, he apparently there's a referee's Christmas party now it's Ooh. not quite the season yet can they get everyone cards <laughs> <laughs> like yes. that I do like that nice. and that was a joke I was actually proud of but I said it in a funny voice so people wouldn't assume I'm shit at jokes <laughs> ah, you can't, I have it was the a courage need, of a conviction I was going to say that was a need to avoid failure rather than a need <laughs> to achieve Okay, it's a sideways part of a joke <laughs> <laughs> um, yes uh, uh, Mark Clattenburg uh, was, was talking about the referees uh, Christmas do they get party. whistled <laughs> Drunk, mm. Marcus. Mm. Um, maybe they do, Peter. Maybe they do. <laughs> do they play advantage? <laughs> what? Uh, come on, look, let me. Okay, I'll do the quotes. As I'm doing the okay, quotes, right, yeah. think of something. Right. All right. Don't hog it if you. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> as you said recently. Um, yes, Clattenburg on the referee's Christmas party. Every year we used to have one, but it was boring as. <laughs> How about that? That's Did they rude, get pushed isn't it? over by Paolo Di Canio? Mm-hmm. Um, it's all right. There's still a few more quotes. You've still got time. Um, th- they weren't guys I would have a drink with. Oh. Said Clattenburg. I made my my bunch of mates in the north. <laughs> <laughs> my bunch of mates. <laughs> you bunch of Some mates. Grips. You bunch of Clattenburg mates. <laughs> uh, and then I had the referees, but they wanted any bit of money. They were as tight as anything. Any bit of money. Is that is that is that copper? Is that, are those coppers yours? <laughs> it's monopoly. Yeah. Oh, I can't say that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the good name of referees. He said. He said he doesn't speak to many of them anymore, but it doesn't bother him because I've got my great friends outside of refereeing in life and in football. Oh, are you one of his great friends? Big talk. He did mention Jose Mourinho though. He said on Jose Mourinho, he was a nightmare when he came back from Real Madrid. He blames me for getting him the sack at Chelsea, but I would say it was more all the results before that. <laughs> Fair play, Clattenburg. Fair play. Um, so the referee's Christmas party, gentlemen. Do you not? That's. Do you not think those quotes are a bit unedifying yeah, for, yeah. for an adult to be mouthing off about? God, look at those nerds over there. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't mates with them. No, 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 no. I was out shagging. <laughs> it just seems a bit like high school, or secondary school bragging. I wouldn't put them in my top six friends on MySpace. So <laughs> they're well, they're waving to you. No, don't know them. Don't know, don't know them. <laughs> I love a bit of Clattenburg. Remember that licky thing he did in the Champions League final, Peter? Oh yeah, yeah. He, was like, <coughs> yeah. he suddenly became a lizard. <laughs> yeah, and David yeah. Icke was going. I told you. oh dear right ladies and gentlemen we're going to have a quick break and then we'll talk about Jose Mourinho Hi, I'm Dion Dublin, and when I'm not banging my tube, I'm listening to the Football Ramble. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Now, let's see how we got on in Betways 4 to score this weekend. Entry to Betways 4 to score, of course, is free each week. Pick the first goal scorer in Betways 4 selected matches for your chance to win the £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. Game 1, Leeds versus Arsenal. I picked picked Patrick Bamford, who should have opened the scoring. 
Brian, uh, but it was a good save from the goalkeeper. Um, so I was wrong because it was nil-nil. Mm. Game two, Leicester uh, away to Liverpool. Jim picked Jamie Vardy. Of course, it was Diogo Jota. Game three, Burnley versus Crystal Palace is yet to happen. Andy picked uh, Berechi Eze, or Eze um, and that's tonight, of course. And then Wolves versus Southampton. Also tonight, uh, Luke picked Raul Jimenez. Um, we'll be back with another round of Betway's four to score on the preview show this Friday. So we got it wrong, gentlemen. Mm. Takes a brave person to pick nor score, I say, in the Premier League this season. Mm-hmm. Jim did it once, That's I think, yeah, last season. Think got got it right, yeah. uh, there we are. Right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for this. Justina Show and FootballRamble.com Right now, so Peter, Fish, or Kate, or Jules, or Jim, or Andy, Luke, or Mike, can read it out. Well done. We've got an email here from Kyle Crawford, <laughs> and it is addressed to Marcus. Oh, Marcus. Mm-hmm. Fuck off there, hey? (laughs) (laughs) Bed you drink Molson Canadian and enjoy it, you hoser. Mm. Oh, and you too, Luke. Fuck off your duster. (laughs) Warmest regards. And sorry again, a Canadian. Mm. A Molson Canadian, by the way, is a beer. Yeah. And that email wasn't happy with you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They seem to be very upset with facts in Canada, (laughs) don't they? Um, About Ryan Reynolds, the Canadian-American. Of mm. course, um, yeah. I don't drink mol. Uh, I don't drink Molson Canadian. I don't drink beer at all, do I, Peter? No, you don't. No. But if you did, oh, it would be it that would be Molson. as cold as the Colorado Rockies. It would definitely be south of the border. <laughs> 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 exactly. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that uh, from from Kylie Crawford there. Mm. Uh, what else we got, Peter? William Darby says hello all on Friday's show. Marcus mentioned the amount of work that non-league managers might have to do. It's one of the founders and original board members of United Football Club of Farnham. Uh, is it, was a Farnham? Yeah, the voice trying to understand. John Farnham. John yeah. Farnham. Yeah. Uh, now Recklesham uh, <laughs> FC. I can assure you uh, that managers have to do pretty much everything. At the start of our first season, the three board members, including myself, lived together in a rented house in Guildford. Mm. Uh, the chairman was also the manager and the kit man and the groundsman. Yeah. On days when I, the treasurer slash sub right winger, couldn't make training or games because of work, he would collect the money. On days when our other housemate, the club secretary slash sub centre back, couldn't make training, he would have to call players to find out where they were, etc. He was also a utility player who could and would, if necessary, play anywhere across the back four. Sounds very much like Jez Miller, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> oh, Milner's definitely got non league oh, manager. Massively, yeah, 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 there's a fact. Uh, fortunately, after a few weeks, we did persuade a friend of ours to look after the pitch. We couldn't pay him, but gave him free training every week. Ooh, free training. <laughs> free training? <laughs> Oh, cool. Uh, but everything else remained the same. In the free training. In the second season, we started a reserve team. The chairman became the reserves manager and stopped playing. However, I can only imagine how brutal that first season must have been. All the best and stay safe. Will in Beijing. Will Oy. doing his free training out yeah. in Beijing. Big Willie style Lovely. in Beijing. Mm, oh, very enjoyable, Will. Mm. Appreciate that. Much better than that Canadian email, the first yeah. one. Uh, Marvellous stuff, gentlemen. Right. Let's talk about Spurs and Mourinho and Kane and all that stuff. I mean, it was vintage Mourinho, wasn't it? <laughs> Come on. It's exactly it, Peter. We've seen Guardiola and, and Mourinho go up against each other, but that mm. Guardiola, with you can have your muggy little possession because we'll have all the goals. <laughs> We will have all the goals. I mean, Vish, it was great stuff from Spurs, wasn't it? I mean, he couldn't have he couldn't have planned it any better. I know it was it, it? it was textbook, <laughs> absolutely. But Marina is often derided for the style of football he plays. But I, I, you know, I can remember watching Chelsea 
under Mourinho. There was, I think it was a League Cup final against Spurs. They won 2-0. Or even that Manchester United win against Ajax in the Europa League final was a bit like that. Understand that it's not brilliant to watch in, for the neutral and all that kind of stuff. But if you're a fan of that side, you know, in a big match like that, the way they play, they don't give any space, they don't give any kind of... They don't give much of a sniff for the opposition. Take your chances, and there is something to be admired about that. You know, you can be too sort of Barcelona school of thought purist about this, but that kind of performance, you've got to admire it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think you you scratch the itch of supporters who want more engaging football by having those kind of players doing the attacking for you. So you mm-hmm. have someone like Harry Kane, you mm-hmm. have someone like. Jung Min Son, you also have Bergwijn, who had an excellent game as well, even though he, you know, I suppose a lot of his best work wasn't necessarily in the final third. Yeah. And, you know, when you have, a, a, you know, a, something, a plan laid out behind them, as it were, mm. where everything kind of sorts itself out and everyone's on the same page, mm-hmm. then I think you can, I don't want to say get away with it, but I think you, you can please more people than you'd assume would be pleased by what, might be deemed by certainly Manchester City fans, certainly Pep Guardiola, mm. as uh, you know, curbing your enthusiasm going forward. When mm. really, it's just looking at a team, recognizing that going toe for toe for them is probably not the right way to do it. Mm. This is the right way to do it. Yeah, that that quote sums it all up really. When when the journalist asked Mourinho how much possession Manchester City had, and Mourinho said they can take the ball home, I take the three points. <laughs> hey, there he is. He's back, isn't he, Pete? He's got after that final whistle, he did that Mourinho thing where he was deadpan poker face and didn't give any emotion and 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 I you had that look in his eye where you think to yourself, he's got the bit between his teeth. Yeah. I mean I I hope I hope they go all the way and I hope they challenge them above the title. I just think that he's got an incredibly talented squad and I, he hasn't always had that at, at mm-hmm. clubs and he's had to buy and, and overpay for it for, for players and I, I, I know like players like Young and Son and uh, Harry Kane are obviously going to get the plots by the end of the season because they, they are having and will continue to have no doubt injuries are pending no doubt uh, an excellent season but I just think that like is the enforcer back in Hoiberg? Like, oh, it is. Just like, he just he, he was so instrumental in uh-huh. the other marquee performance uh, against Manchester United. Uh, like, was, was that last month? I think it was last month. Mm. Before the international break. Yeah, yeah. yeah in that uh, in that ridiculous performance, like he he was incredible in that, and he just he just wants the he's like. He's like Pac-Man going around a minute just trying to eat the ball. He just wants the ball all the time. And I know they, they, I know Manchester City had a heck of a lot of possession but for, for, for nothing, it seems, by the end of the match. But he just constantly just mm-hmm. takes the ball off other players. And yeah. he's, he's just busy and and, and, and He's a perfect and, Mourinho player. Oh, he's fantastic. And, and even Kane has become that kind yeah. of same. Kind of pulling back, being niggly, drawing fouls. He's just a perfect bastard of a player like, he was Sky Sports the, the, man of the match Kane yeah yeah. He's have, I think when we watched uh, England play uh, Belgium and, and he was coming back to pick mm-hmm. up the ball mm-hmm. less helpful uh, I think <laughs> in, in that performance but mm-hmm. I think it, here he just he just looked imperious and yeah he was, he was, he was worth a, a man of the match uh, award well that's because when, when he comes deep for Spurs he's got Son running ahead of him mm. whereas that game against Belgium you know he didn't have, didn't have Sterling anyone, yeah. or Rashford you yeah. know. But, but, but Kane is is you you can see it, can't you? With this, Mourinho talked about. It. He said, "You know, I'm, I, I'm. What did he say? It feels good to be top, but maybe tomorrow we're second again. And honestly, that would not be a problem for me. I am just happy with the evolution. And it's true. This side has evolved. They're they're better than they were last season. So about no doubt about that. But again, to compare him to to compare this side to say his Chelsea side, he he wants that spine of his team. Eric Dyer is a big player for him in 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 the back line. You've got Ndombele who looks more and more influential as as the season goes on. 
and an amazing turnaround what he got out of him you know the, the problems that were, were last season you've got Hoiberg in there you've got Sun out there you've got Kane you've got that spine you've got that core group of players and Kane is that player in a slightly different sense but he's like that Drogba kind of on the pitch you know with, 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 with Mourinho wanted that general on the pitch if you see yeah. what I mean the player they look to the player you can hang your hat on you're always going to get 7 out of 10 at least out of that player you can rely on him all that kind of stuff and Kane seems to fit the bill yeah one of the um, one of the things that Kane does exceptionally well is that when he drops back he also holds up the ball yeah. you'd assume someone mm. dropping that far back into midfield was to I suppose link to players or maybe you know provide a bounce board for, for mm-hmm. certain midfielders who want to and allow you know we talked about the runners from out wide going further beyond him, but he also allows everyone, including defence, to actually set themselves. Yeah, oh yeah. So when they retain the ball, or rather when they clear it out to him, and he's you know maybe on the halfway line, everyone has that sense of right. He's going to hold on to the ball. We're yeah. either going to win a foul. We're either going to counter attack. Yeah. We can just readdress everything. Catch now. your breath. <laughs> yeah, and that as well. Yeah. yeah, and he's just been excellent at that. I think another player who is going to be very useful for Mourinho and has been very useful for Mourinho, especially as we see from the um, Amazon documentary, is Sissoko. Mm-hmm. Now, Sissoko was, I thought he was You remember brilliant. him, Peter? <laughs> 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 but he was brilliant for um, allowing Aurier to go forward and covering for mm-hmm. him. He's someone who obviously is a big presence in the dressing room. Mm-hmm. He's clearly very enthusiastic and very well loved. And I think his energy in particular, and, and he just seems to, Mourinho does... He has his generals on the field mm. and he's his generals in the in the dressing room. Mm-hmm. I think back to Matarazzi when he was at Inter Milan, oh, so when yeah. he didn't play too many games. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's if, how he involved Matarazzi. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even Ivanovic for, for a little part mm-hmm. of that when he was um, in his second spell at mm-hmm. Chelsea. Deli um, Alley at Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said, I said a couple of months ago that I wouldn't be surprised if Deli Alley makes a kind of like late season comeback into that Spurs side. But I you, wonder. Yeah, I but, wonder. You, but you can see this though. You saw it at Chelsea and, and Real Madrid as well. He has the players where he thinks, right, I need you, 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 you and you. You're the core. You, you, I need you to respond. They are responding. You don't get a performance like that out of a team who are not playing for the manager and they're not listening to his every word and 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 and, and taking on the tactics and, and so on. So you've got that. You've you've got those those players like Matarazzi. I don't know if Spurs would have too many of them, but you know there'll be one or two players. I mean Joe Hart maybe or something like that. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? And uh, um, and he's man enough to admit that he can be the man in the dressing room for Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> you know, if he got it wrong, in the, my team talk was wrong. Um, but you also have casualties from from Mourinho. Well, that's far too strong a word. You also have those who don't make the cut. You know, you don't. You have those who are then surplus to requirements. Those who and all managers do that when they come in. But you have those who he tries. He really tries to either put his arm round. Sometimes he can squeeze them a little bit too much, uh, and sometimes he uses his methods to try and get a bit of a tune and prod them a bit. Um, and Dombele's responded the way he wants. Deli Ali hasn't. Now, there could be a number of reasons for this, but he could be that sort of high-profile player who who is then sort of bombed out. Or, he, he, you know, because it is Mourinho's way or, or you're off, essentially. Or he could get a bit of FOMO and think, Actually, they're really, they've really got something. Well, in it, but, that, but again, whatever Mourinho is Ali in will the use. WhatsApp group is, it, is Ali in that WhatsApp group? <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon he's, mu- he's he... muted it for eight hours, <laughs> and then he muted it for a week, and he's right. gone for a yeah, year. Yeah, but I think yeah. he checks on it. Every I'm just now thinking and again. that's he, he's got either the WhatsApp group with uh, with the Grealish et al. Yes, uh, or he's got this. 
I just presume he's mm. in the WhatsApp group. I'm not sure whether he is. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh-huh. But or he's got his Spurs side. Yeah. I, I always get... worry there's um there's a separate football ramble WhatsApp group where mm-hmm. you all like talk about us and you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do, I'm God, not on that one. Still, not, still here. <laughs> <laughs> it could well be Man City. They were struggling. They're they're, they're very low down in the league. I just think. I mean, I know De Bruyne, De Bruyne's come back and it's all on him. Yeah, oh yeah. He's the captain. <laughs> yeah. He's got to do everything. Uh-huh. He's gone a bit. Lampard Gerrard, hasn't he? I've got to pull this bloody team up. This he talks he's like the chairman, he's, <laughs> he's, the, he's chairman. the groundsman. He's, he's the groundsman, yeah, he's a kit man. He's really a lower league manager. I've always said this. <laughs> De Bruyne belongs in non-league football. But he was taking pot shots. He was taking big larrapin strikes from yeah. all over the place. That's why they, they had weren't way, even half chance. That's why they had way more shots than Spurs. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly it Well, they had 22 shots for Spurs, like four or five. And it's like, uh, again, two <laughs> goals difference. Mm. Uh, yeah, that'll teach him for being so bloody good. Yeah, you're now yeah, relied upon yeah. by it for everything. But yeah, I mean, I know a wash, win. if you don't want to do the washing up, don't do it properly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I know a Man City win. They've got a game in hand on one or two of the teams. You know, a win doesn't put them so far adrift. But it is odd to see them in the bottom half of the table at this stage. Did you not watch that game and th- and think between? Between both boxes, they played some brilliant football. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just like a gear lower than what they normally do. Well, you know, the thing about the way City play, certainly to my mind, is that they move the ball so quickly and so perfectly mm-hmm. that even when you're playing against a team as well organised as, say, Spurs were on the weekend, you just need the smallest gap to be mm-hmm. able to thread through the perfect pass mm-hmm. for then the person at the other end receiving that pass to do and make all the right decisions as well. Mm-hmm. And that was all just slightly off. And you could say that that was something to do with the fact that players aren't in tip-top form because mm-hmm. they have been struggling. And then at the same time, you look at that and you think, I think Rod- I think Rodri's an excellent player. Yeah. He's not quite Fernandinho. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Gabriel Jesus is an excellent player. Mm-hmm. He's not quite peak Sergio Aguero. Yeah. And suddenly you, you can pick... They're not even You're not even picking holes. You're just mm-hmm. like... They were 9 out of 10 in that position and now they're 8 out of 10. Mm. And that makes a difference across the whole pitch. But when Spurs are that airtight in defence though... But they weren't really, were they? Well, there were a few chances. Okay, so City had a few openings. Well, there. you're going to get a few openings, you know. But Spurs' defensive performance was impressive. But that's yeah, the difference. But that is the difference yeah, yeah. because if you got Sergio Aguero on form, they would have scored probably. Yeah, and and so you just you just look at it and think mm, maybe there is you know uh, it's been talked about a lot. Miguel Delaney wrote a piece for us in the Independent about how the challenge for Guardiola is gonna is having his second peak, you mm-hmm. know. Um, in, in terms of like modern uh, modern Premier League standards, we've never um, seen a second peak from Guardiola. No, not at all. But you know, Sir Alex Ferguson did it, and Arsene Wenger did it, and uh-huh. those are probably the only two you can name. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's going to be a tough ask. It's going to require a lot of mm-hmm. you know a, a reinvestment, really, because yeah. the reason that Ferguson was able to you know replenish his teams mm-hmm. is by selling players and bringing be- you know bringing new players in because the message gets tired, doesn't mm-hmm. it? That's what they always say that it's what happened to Spurs under Pochettino. It's What's happened to Man City now? They've yeah. decided to keep Guardiola. He's decided to stay on. So mm-hmm. they've got to change some of those players, haven't they? And it's what's happening at Newcastle under Steve Bruce. We are. <laughs> he needs a second peak. Yeah, they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. We should say as well that like there are thirty. You know, Man City have thirty games to play. Mm-hmm. You know, Spurs have twenty nine. Spurs are also playing. Well, the next five games they've got Arsenal, Chelsea, Crystal Palace, Liverpool, and Leicester. Mm-hmm. They've lost Alderweireld. Kane, we've talked about being so integral to that team. If he's out, we yeah. saw how, how badly they struggled last year without them, even just trying to find a system that yeah. works without him. What are you saying about Man City missing one or two of those players? I mean, obviously Fernandes, but Aguero, you know, who's yeah. on, who, who was there. I mean, that will be something for Man City fans to be hopeful. But you're right, if they miss it, if, if they lose Kane, you know. So it's a, it's a big... T- I, I think we can only really start talking about them seriously as title contenders 
specifically after that five game run, but maybe even just only in the new year. Once everyone's got through that, because as Pete said, people people are going to get injured. Mm. More players going to get injured. England's hopes are going to be in the gutter because they're going to ruin Kane. Mm. I mean, yes, you say I mean, that. I, mean, Kane, I think Kane's only playing very well and dropping so deep because he's got a highly incentivized uh, contract and he's just figured out that he makes more money by doing assists than he does goals. <laughs> is he on an assist bonus? <laughs> he will be on an assist bonus. So he's like, mm. he will be next to the contract. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, uh, good news though for for other English strikers was that uh, Danny Welbeck scored a lovely goal for Brighton. Well, Wasn't that lovely? Yeah, Come on, lovely. rolling back the years. <laughs> um, I love. I I absolutely love Danny Welbeck. He's a lovely man and he's he's a decent player. I mean, he's obviously been a bit hit and miss over the years, injuries and, and whatnot. Um, but to see him racing away and then that finish, oh yes, P.T. Donaldson. I eh? like him in that kit. I like him in that kit. I yeah. think it's a it's a it's a it's a good club for him to be at. Mm. Enjoy it. An assist from Adam Lalana as well. <laughs> Is it too late to get them on the bus? People say the plane, the group stages of the Euros are at Wembley. We don't need a plane, we need a bus. He's only thirty. <laughs> well, I'd rather he's 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 going to be thirty. Yeah. Would you he's... put Adam Lallana in the middle of a flat four in a three-four-three? Three? I would. Yeah, he can sit. <laughs> exactly. I'll go forward. Whatever he wants to do, he can do that. The Welbeck thing was lovely because it was oh. not just that moment, but the way he was, yeah. you know, fit into their system was. He looked good all over the place. Yeah, I know. We, we was it about a month ago before we signed for Brighton where mm. we were like, where is he going to go? Yeah. What's his next move? Mm. And we were all quite fearful for him. But yeah, it was a good game. This time. one. Uh, mm. I mean, Aston Villa have had a great start to the season themselves, uh, and Brighton, you know, a bit lower down the league, so this is a huge win for them. But Brighton, were, you know, they were decent. I mean, again, they didn't give Villa that much of a. a, a, a they had some chances, of course. You was going to get that. I mean, they're not Jose Mourinho Spurs fish at the end of the day. <laughs> um, but 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 a, but a great win, um, and it left Dean Smith wondering what a penalty is though um, I don't know what a penalty is now um, I mean we're just this is just running and running isn't it this sort of thing it's, uh, yeah it's a shame but Tarek Lamptey was uh, sent off and how could you how could you send off a man with that face Peter? <laughs> he, he was uh, he is adorable um, on, on Instagram he said oh, sorry about the end Oh. But then, and then I noticed that Jules Breach had replied, "Don't worry about it." I think the <laughs> yeah. Second yellow was was harsh. This can happen in football. <laughs> Jules, arm round, just got. Don't worry about it, Tarek. She's yeah. a, she's a Mandalorian, and he's baby Yoda. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lovely. Get on the Photoshop, somebody. <laughs> yeah, but he, but he, like, his final balls are only going to get better, and he gives that team such impetus and, does. and speed and mm. pace. I just, he's. I mean, what was he? Three million? Like that is going to look like an absolute bargain man mm. this season. You it's wonder fantastic. if he's going to be one of those players where Chelsea fans will say, "Why did we let him go?" Well, if, not with not with Reece James, though, would they? Uh, that's true. They're not... If 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 England didn't have such a good like right. Uh, right back kind of situation at the moment. I think people would be um, shouting a little bit louder. Yeah, the, true enough. Getting to the, Sorry, I was, the squad. I was still thinking of Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do want to talk. I do want to talk about VAR. Not um, oh, Jack yeah. Grealish saying VAR LMAO. Yeah, he did tweeted <laughs> that, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Lovely mechanical aid uh, operator officiates <laughs> yeah. officials. Um, but I want to talk about the, um, the 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 television, like the little kind of like LCD screen that the, the referees look at now. Oh, yeah. It's at best 19 inches wide mm. and diagonal, right? Should it be like a big 55-incher? Well, it could be, Marcus. Uh-huh. Um, but I would say, do you remember like Nigel Farage uh, watching go. the Queen's speech in the kitchen? Peter. And he's got like, that little shitty telly on oh, top okay. of the microwave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how big the television is. Uh-huh. It's pathetically small, uh-huh. right? Got you voting for him, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's not true. And, um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I know it doesn't, does it? <laughs> but, um, but these little tiny little screens that the referee jams their head into the little kind of shroud yeah. to have a look. Um, the shameful referee shroud, as I call it. <laughs> um, the arm that this television is mounted up mm. upon mm. is like a tree trunk. Mm. If there's any kind of metaphor for the bloated overall technological kind mm. of uh, application yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that just needed a little tripod with a with a with a yeah. like a visa fix on the yeah, back yeah, yeah. like it's that it's mm. I'll, I'll show you a picture of it right Go on then, let's have a look right but are you, are you look, saying look look how big the telly is yeah. and how light the telly is it's got a big like kind of like it's got a big sort of tree trunk sort of metal base to it. I think that's that doesn't need to be that big. No, it's solid. It's Look yeah. at that one we got on the corner. Yeah, that's perilous. I put that together. I know you did. I, I can a... tell that. <laughs> I didn't realise it. Looked... It's needlessly overcomplicated for what is just no. an iPad. Think about it. People, they might think to themselves, fans might chuck stuff at this. <laughs> you know, or the, or the wind might. You know, I don't know. I, I think you've got, it's got to have a firm base, Fish. I didn't realise it looks so much like the robot from Short Circuit. It yeah, does a bit as it well. It does look like Johnny Five, yeah. Uh-huh. It could crush a man, and yet it's just all it's doing is holding an iPad. So what, so what are you saying? Should they should they just down... get a little one off Amazon like we did? So, <laughs> <laughs> the Premier League. Just a waste of time. Are you, are you saying that they should what? downsize the the base, or should make they make the television bigger? Right. Okay. There Thank we you. Are. Right. But then yeah, that okay. could carry at least a fifty-fiver. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Right. Yeah. It'd be great if it was... Um, Overcomplicating things. Do you remember those TVs with the video player in it as well? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> have to go and put it in. <laughs> Scrub to the right bit. <laughs> little little <Really>? junk shuttle. <laughs> like Andy Gray <laughs> in, the in, the, in, the, in the studio years and years ago. Yeah. <laughs> what do we think of that Sonny March um, reprieve, I suppose? That penalty? Yeah. Like what it? did you think? I kind of agreed with it, mm. having been shown it enough, and I thought... You know what? I don't, I don't want any more of this in my life. Fine, take it away. <laughs> well, it was just interesting. I thought that Michael Oliver overturned his um, initial decision, which is something we don't often see. Mm. But whenever they go to the screen, they change whatever decision was made on the pitch. So is that that's, normally? That's, that's what I've seen. Yeah. Oh, is that? Oh, is that the normal course? I forget. Even, even yeah, even if they've they're going against their own decision, I've seen oh, that. From, but it, yeah, it was very it was it was very very weird. I thought the. Um, how much? Also, how much of the board do you need? Yeah. And yeah, no, I know it's going to run and run. Gentlemen, we're going to finish the show talking about uh, uh, interesting refereeing decisions that perhaps uh, uh, annoyed a lot of uh, supporters. We go to the America. Yes, the United States of America, to be precise. Um, it was Canada's <laughs> pants. <laughs> there you go, Canada's trousers. Mm. Um, or they do call trousers pants they in that, that part of the world. You, you again, correct, Peter. Mm, thank you. Um, Orlando City uh, penalty scenes against New York City FC in the playoffs. Of course, it was it was one all quite early on. Uh, Nani scored a penalty in in regular time. Anyway, it goes to penalty shootouts. Get get to the penalties. And the Orlando keeper Pedro um, Galese, he thought he'd won the, the the penalty competition in the words of Barry Davis because uh, New York City FC needed to score to stay in the shootout. He saved uh, and ran off, sort of celebrating. And then the game was pulled back or stopped rather because. They looked and he'd taken his foot off the line to save the penalty. He jumped forward. Mm. He then got a second yellow card. I didn't think that was a bookable offence. Anyway, he got a second yellow card, so he got sent off. Did the, is this right? The Orlando City manager ran down the kind of touchline. He'd run into the tunnel to sort of celebrate. <laughs> he needed to be kind of fished out from the dressing room. <laughs> and then uh, um, it was like, no, 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 you haven't won. So they okay, this is a bit annoying. So they put on the sub-keeper. And then he goes to go on and it's like, no, no, you can't make a substitute during a penalty shootout. 
but he was standing on the line when they realised that. Yeah, exactly. He was yeah. in goal. And yeah, like, oh, he, sorry, you shouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> He's thinking, this is my big moment. Um, so he is then taken out. There's, they put an outfield player in goal. <laughs> It's the Argentinian defender Rodrigo Sch- uh, Schlegel. Schlegel. Uh, Schlegel, mm-hmm. sorry, um, and uh, and so he's in goal, and uh, and then they, so they score. New York City FC score. Then Orlando City they they've got match point. They score that they've won the game, mm. and it, the keeper saves that, and it's kind of like, oh right, our, our outfield player in goal, old Rodrigo is going to have to play his part score and had a city score and then he makes a really unconventional save it's like it's one of those ones where you know when if you play like five aside against someone who's not a proper keeper yeah and you you like miss a few chances and you sort of say oh well if it was a proper keeper i would have scored that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i know exactly what you mean yeah. i think that is applicable here it's one of those goals that's as wide as it is tall yeah and he's just yeah clawing he's, it he kind of just sort of yeah claws it away and then he goes mad and celebrates as mm. if they've won and everyone goes no 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 you've got to score another one they're, they're not used to this I, mean, <laughs> I had to I had to, I think I had to sort of google this about three times and watch about three separate highlights and mm. articles to get the full picture and I'm probably missing something you there. do it on your kitchen telly Farage <laughs> <laughs> I had to go into the lounge for this yeah, <laughs> yeah they've started selling uh, goal kit kits with uh, Schlegel's name on the back have they really oh I love that cash like in it. Like DVDs, it. the lot. Like it. Yeah, amazing. So mm-hmm. the MLS uh, playoffs are, are the place to be. Because uh, San Jose um, Earthquakes, they were beaten um, by Sporting Kansas City 3-0 on penalties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was what I saw, as there was goals in injury time. And there's <laughs> fans there as well. Yeah. What are we doing wasting our time in the Premier League? Um, just a reminder, mm-hmm. uh, you know what helps us, Marcus? Yeah. Not only uh, mm-hmm. a post-ramble uh, muscular rub down by you, uh, a five-star review on iTunes or oh, how, yeah. wherever you get your podcast. It helps us a lot. It helps with visibility uh-huh. and notoriety. It helps more Liverpool fans to discover my oeuvre, for example. <laughs> yes. uh, so they can get upset with me on Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, uh, get involved. Uh, give us a five-star review on wherever you uh, get your podcasts. You can write what you want. Just mm-hmm. leave us a five-star review. Yeah. Call what, me a bellend, but what, give us five stars. How much, what would you give my massages? How would you review them? How many stars? Excellent. They're always excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Love your massages. Five? Healing fingers. Five stars? Yeah, five yeah. stars. Okay, great. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you I'm very sorry much. Sorry for Vish. You, you, you guys work together under uh, after lockdown, so uh-huh. like obviously we can't, we can't be molesting each other no. in the studio. <laughs> That's the only reason I signed up. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> then there's a pandemic. It's annoying, yeah. isn't it? Um, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for Tushin and Hantaraja. Thank you very much, Marcus Speller. Thank you very much, Peter Donald. Uh, Pete Bearer, thank you. And <laughs> thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Tune in tomorrow for Jules, Luke and Jim. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.